Here's Your Red Flag is intended for mature audiences only. Many, if not most, of our episodes will include topics such as psychological, emotional, and physical abuse, and detailed narcissistic and toxic behaviors. We are not professional therapists. If you are in need of professional help, please contact the appropriate authorities. Some names have been changed for anonymity purposes. The opinions expressed by the guests on the show are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of Lisa or myself. You can find additional information about this podcast in the show notes, as well as on our website, heresyourredflag.com. And we are also on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. I flew up to the mirror Well, there was nothing that I seen You lie, I cried The butterfly walked in my eyes You lie, I cried The butterfly walked in my eyes Hello. Welcome back to Here's Your Red Flag. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Tony. So what do we have in store for our listeners today? Well, today is our season one finale. Can you believe uh, it? No, I, I cannot know. believe it. I can't either. It's just been so fun and feels like an accomplishment to say season one finale. So yeah, we'll have season two. Yes, we will. We're yeah. already working on season two. It's crazy to think. Yes. It's been a lot of fun. So as you know, we have the holidays coming and people spend more and more time on social media. Even though we're busy, we are still posting things and maybe looking for recipes or cute decorating ideas. Regardless, we're on social media a lot. So we thought it might be helpful to go through some red flags to watch out for in relationships in regards to social media. And we have about 20 of them that we'll talk about. Recognizing social media red flags can be helpful in spotting any potential relationship problems and deciding what to do before they escalate and damage your mental health, your self-esteem, and your ultimate well-being. Yes. I'm so excited to go through these because as we were discussing before we started recording, you and I in our early years did not have social media as anything that affected our lives. It just wasn't a thing for us. It wasn't. And it penetrates and infiltrates pretty much most of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting and appealing of an idea to research this and see what it was all about. It is so much a part of most of our lives. So yeah, it was really very interesting research. And while we escaped some of these hurdles in our early years, nowadays you can see how important it is to be aware of all of the factors involved. Mm -hmm. These red flags apply to any type of relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship. Mm. And they also apply to us at any age. Yes. I agree. So what's our first social media red flag? Okay. So the first social media red flag to watch for is when you are with a significant other and they are always online or on their phone. Many of us are probably online or on our phones more than necessary. And in fact, it's it's interesting if you go out to a restaurant or a movie or whatever, and you just look around and just everybody's got their screens up in their faces. 
you know, this could be family gatherings, social gatherings, what have you. And we're sitting right next to these people and we're not engaging with them. We're looking at what somebody else is doing somewhere else and what somebody else is posted some other time. And we are just not with each other when we've got the screens up in our faces. We, you know, we can be so busy looking at TikToks and Instagram when we could be engaging and spending quality time with our friends and loved ones. So as far as it goes with a relationship, it's important to ask yourself, is this person online or on his phone to avoid intimacy with me? Do I feel like I'm invisible with this person? We never seem to have quality time together because he's always on his phone and doesn't engage with me. It's good to ask yourself, are they on while y'all are out to dinner or at a park or driving in the car together or during a movie or watching Netflix? watching an actual movie and they're scrolling or maybe you're on the train or subway when it could be good long durations of time that y'all have to spend together yeah also do you feel like you're interrupting them when they're on their phones like do they put their phone down and give you an exasperated sigh mm. no it is true we could legitimately be interrupting someone but are they on their phone so much when you're together that you trying to engage with them gives you negative feedback. Right. Does it seem oh, like they'd a... rather be doing that than engaging with you? That's a good point. Yeah. It's something to be mindful about. If you feel like when we're together, we're not together. If it feels excessive, it is a red flag. And all of these taken individually don't necessarily have to be, oh my gosh, I have to break up with this person. But Look at each one and weigh it with how you feel. How is this making me feel? Mm -hmm. Like going back to the heart magnet, the episode with Carol two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to how is this making me feel? Those are valid feelings. So how about the second red flag? Another red flag is if a person has secret accounts. And mm -hmm. we know that we might may have different accounts for business or personal or things like that. But if they have secret accounts, multiple secret accounts, then that's something to really watch out for, especially if they seem to be hiding these accounts from you. That's a huge cause for concern. So some questions to ask yourself might be, does this person put their phone down or hide it when you come around? Do they leave the room? to check notifications on accounts or do they close their computer when you come into the room? Those are some red flags to watch out for. Mm. I can add something personal here and that is with number two, when he would come home for the weekends, the first thing he would do would be to clear his search history. And he also started using a web search platform that doesn't track your history. And he would search everything through that. And he was also kind of paranoid and a conspiracy theorist about people from other countries or even our own government watching what we search for. But he would do that right in front of me, sitting right next to me, clear his search history. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the third social media red flag to watch for is they post things or follow other accounts or users that clash with your values. So their online interests lean toward opposite views than yours, like maybe violence groups or hate groups, that kind of thing, that actually make you feel uncomfortable. And it's good to ask yourself, even when I've asked him not to talk about these topics, does he continue to do so? 
Does frequenting these groups affect his mood negatively where it affects our actual time together? Does interacting on these sites with other users put him in a bad mood where he can't engage with you in a healthy manner? Is he overly obsessed with these negative topics and cannot seem to let it go? And, you know, once he puts the phone down where y'all can't even enjoy your time together. Additionally, are the posts that he makes mostly negative and or do they seem to get into arguments with others online? Do you really like being with someone who comes across so abusively towards others online? This is, again, a gut check for yourself. How do I feel with this person who is acting this way on social media? Mm -hmm. That's super important. Another red flag to watch out for is the content that people post and the frequency. So, for example, we know that narcissists need constant validation admiration and attention, especially the grandiose narcissist. And so something to watch out for is bragging about volunteerism. Of course, you know, you might want to post that you worked at the food bank over the weekend, and that's a great thing. But just pay attention to patterns of this and kind of being over the top about their posting about all of their good deeds, because posting about your good deeds, you know, and framing them as selfless also negates the very selfless act because you're being very selfish about that. And look for the number of likes and comments that the posts get. You can learn a lot from the lack of attention from others when Mm. people frequently boast about what they are doing. Other people can see that this person is disingenuous and you can tell that others might feel awkward about the posts Another thing to look out for is bragging about things that someone has accomplished or purchased or climbed or traveled. So if it feels beyond normal or over the top, pay attention to that. Definitely so. I think all of us can point to (laughs) people in social media world that are like this. And it's just cringy and awkward. It's nice to be able to, you know, say my kid did this or that in a meet or a a game. But when it gets excessive and Mm -hmm. self-promoting, it is just awkward as I'll get out. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, it really is. All right. The fifth social media red flag to watch for They never post about you. They don't post pictures of you or make it seem like you're even a part of their life or they don't follow you on your social media accounts. And if they do, they don't quote unquote like or comment on your posts. If they're not active users, maybe it's not a cause for concern. But, you know, if they are active on social media and post and comment on everyone else's posts, but never on yours, that's something to look at can ask yourself, why don't they comment on or like my stuff? Commenting and liking your post is actual validation that they are into you and it communicates this validation to other people. And that's what social media is, is we're all interacting with each other. So what kind of signal is that sending to the people in your life when they see that this person is not into you and not a part of your world? In a relationship, it's nice to communicate that you bolster each other and that you share highs and lows together. Ask yourself, is he trying to hide me? I love that you use that word world because I was taking a note real quick so I didn't forget. But social media is a big world, mm. you know? Yes. And So if the person isn't including you in that world that's so visible to everyone, that is a huge red flag. Yeah. And don't, you know, drink the Kool-Aid of 
you know, I broke up with a girlfriend and, you know, it might be too soon to post about you or my parents don't like it when I put my personal life on social media. Just watch out for excuses, I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I don't post anything about my private life online, but yet they do. Right. You know, just not about you. Mm-hmm. And then that goes back to how does that make you feel yeah. when... Right. I mean, I just think we're going to be able to say that about all of these. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with your gut on how is this making me feel? Yes. This does not feel right. Mm-hmm. Well, that leads us to number six. So if you're in an intimate partner relationship with someone and they don't change their status on social media from single to in a relationship, this is a huge red flag. So this sends messages and signals to other women that this person or men, that this person is still available when they're really not. So Mm. another thing to watch out for is, does this person get angry or upset if you change your status to in a relationship? Or does the person get angry or upset that you ask them to do that? Yeah. That won't feel very good. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't feel good either. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Our seventh social media red flag to watch for is they post provocative pictures of themselves. Unless he is an underwear model and that's his job, (laughs) it's probably not great. He's posting, you know, naked chest pictures, et cetera, you know, or she is posting very fleshy pictures of herself, you know, or even if he just he or she just posts lots and lots and lots of single pictures of just themselves looking provocative where, you know, they're just trying to get likes on their looks. Mm -hmm. This is a cause for concern. This can show that he or she needs validation from the opposite sex. If you are in a committed relationship, your validation should be enough. Why does he need it from so many other women? Mm-hmm. Also, what kind of message does this send to other people? If your friends are following him or her, what message is that sending? Mm-hmm. The eighth social media red flag is if someone asks you to send sexy pictures of yourself. If it makes you uncomfortable, do not do it. Pay attention to your values and your comfort zone. If and when you break up, Remember that those pictures last forever and they can have a very negative effect on your future career and it's just really, really not good. So if you don't want something to be made public, then don't send it, whether that be a text, but especially pictures. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, even about the text. Yeah, you know, the written word is permanent Mm -hmm. (laughs) and pictures can be permanent. And, you know, there's that trap in the love bombing stage in the beginning of a relationship where you want to be pleasing this person. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of times when they're asking you to do this. Mm -hmm. And hopefully our listeners are becoming aware of the trappings of the love bombing stage. That's where, again, you go to your gut and just say, okay, I really like this person a lot. I want to please him. But this goes against everything in me to do this. This is against my values. And this is a boundary that I don't cross. And you've got to stick to your guns. And if that displeases the other person, here's your red flag. Can I just say here too, this just came to me. That's pornographic. 
It it's, is. It's pornography. Mm -hmm. And when you're in an intimate relationship with someone, it's one thing to be physically intimate in person, but mm -hmm. to put that on camera with pictures or on film is pornography. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're, that's what you're doing to yourself is, you know, exploiting yourself, exploiting yourself for free, but it's at such a great cost, but you're vulnerable with a person when you're in person. And then that's a very intimate experience. But then when you put that on camera, now anybody can see it. So now you've shared yourself with potentially countless people and it is exploiting yourself and yeah, kind of slutty, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, <laughs> it is. I don't know. This might be our middle age showing, but it just is not a good idea. It is it's not a not good idea. And you know, there are other ways to exhibit your love. And again, trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Trust your gut and just, you know, take a breath, <laughs> reserve precious moments for being in person and, you know, leave the phone for other things. Just never ends well. That's right. That's right. Never ends well. It always makes the news. You know, yes. or Dateline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and think about all the things that could go wrong. You know, your phone could be stolen or your iCloud could be hacked into. And now all of a sudden, what was meant for one person, you hear that all the time. I just mm. sent it to him and then my phone somehow, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or you accidentally mm -hmm. send it to someone and there you go. Right. So it's just best not to. What's that phrase? If in doubt, don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good time to use that phrase. When in doubt, don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of fixated at the moment on this idea of, you know, a man asking a woman or vice versa to send a sexy picture to them. Well, that means that they've probably seen sexy pictures of other people elsewhere. Mm. And I just don't know that I want to date a person who has experience with that. And I don't want to be naive, but. You know, yeah. if they're asking for that, then they get off to that. And I don't want that. Right. If that's not your thing, mm -hmm. then, yeah, definitely avoid it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you see, you know, there's been politicians and news dudes who send these pictures to younger girls or whatever. And then that makes the news. And I mean, ew. If you see that, <laughs> I won't use any names, but they're usually, you know, guys that are 50, 60, 70 years old sending this stuff. And I'm, I'm sure there are younger people that do it as well, but it's just cringy and awkward and such a bad idea. Mm -hmm. What's number nine? Okay. So the ninth social media red flag to watch for, they continue to communicate with an ex or they make posts about an ex, or they stalk their ex. This can make you feel that they have deeper feelings for their ex than they have for you. If he does not seem to be moving on from her, you need to ask yourself, why not? Does he seem to still have feelings for her? Does he treat her better or talk about her better than you? And comment how much better she is than you. Does it seem like he obsesses over her and continues to talk about her either negatively or positively? Regardless, 
continuing to remain plugged in in his mind with his ex prevents growth in your own relationship with each other. If he's keeping her alive in his headspace, that's not honoring you. You may need to reevaluate whether this person is ready for a mature, healthy relationship. Another feature of this, if you end the relationship, he may do the same about you. Stalking, trash talking, organizing flying monkeys with his friends regarding you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people use the phrase that they still want to be friends after Mm -hmm. breaking up. And Mm -hmm. that includes keeping them on social media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think that's unhealthy. If you break up, it needs to be a breakup. Right. I know it's easier said than done. And it does feel so final to unfriend or unfollow someone. But in order for both people to move on healthily, I think I think that needs to happen. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. That really brings to mind back in the olden days, like 30 years ago, before we had all this, when you broke up with someone, I mean, unless you ran into them somewhere, you were able to move on. And look at how complex and confusing social media has made everything. It's truly muddied the waters for people that end relationships. You have a harder time. I mean, it's almost unnatural. Mm hmm how you have to then deal with a breakup Mm -hmm. if you're both active social media users. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something else to heal from. Mm. Another part of the grieving, for sure. And it's so visible, you know, you can't really do it in private. Yeah, and everybody else can view y'all as well. It's like you're in a fishbowl. The 10th social media red flag to watch out for is if the person remains on dating apps, even when you're dating, when you're exclusive. And why would they do that? So an active online dating profile while in a committed relationship is cheating. It's infidelity. So this person is cheating on you. And if they refuse to quit the sites, here's your red flag. Mm. The 11th social media red flag to watch for is they have lots of flirty communication with the opposite sex, which can be flirting through direct messages or texts, that sort of thing. This is exactly the same and just as disrespectful as if he were flirting with someone in person in front of you. Ask yourself, is he direct messaging other women frequently? Is he frequently scrolling through other women's accounts and commenting or communicating with them? Again, like number 10 that Lisa just detailed, flirting with other women while in committed relationship is cheating. And if a man has 400 friends or 400 followers on a site and 300 are women, that could be a red flag and and vice Mm. versa. That is really a good point. Look at the number of friends that he has of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are they? Are they just friends or are they actively communicating with each other? You know, is he liking her exposed butt on the front of a Jeep photo? You know, that's that's not good. Right. It's not good. Absolutely. Number 12 deals with texting. So early on in the relationship, specifically the love bombing stage, the person might text you and or reply very quickly. But if you notice that over time, you know that they can see that you've texted, but they don't reply. But you know they're on their phone all the time. This might be a red flag and there could be a reason that they've stopped communicating with you or they may have lost interest in you. You may or may not be in the dizzying cycle of narcissism. But once they cease communicating with you, you need to figure out if they're worth pursuing as a healthy partner. 
here it's important that we kind of beat the drum of patterns, patterns of behavior. If there's been a pattern of days or weeks or months of you text and they text right back or they text and you text right back and then all of a sudden, or maybe even slowly over time, there's a huge lag and you know they're not in an airplane or you know they're not in a meeting, but you just notice, just notice in your body if things are are changing and there's a normal change and then there's a red flag change. So just... Mm -hmm. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. If you're wondering if it's something, chances are it is. Right. Again, how are you feeling about Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And you know, we've all been in relationships where kind of the two, three, four week mark, we start losing interest. And it's possible this person's not into me anymore. Or it's possible this person has a personality disorder. It's possible a lot of things. But don't keep chasing after them if you're feeling like caca. If you're feeling terrible in this, Mm -hmm. and again, how is this making me feel? Don't make yourself the fool Mm -hmm. chasing after somebody that doesn't see you as a priority anymore. Mm -hmm. And also, if you find yourself constantly checking your phone Mm. to see if they've answered you back, right? If that becomes a constant thing and you have a feeling that they're ignoring you or a feeling like, gosh, they're just a bad feeling. I don't know how else to say it, but you know, you know your body. And that's something to watch out for too. If you've been ping-ponging texts or messages back and forth pretty constantly and that pattern is changing and you're still clinging on waiting for that phone call or text or message, that's an unhealthy place to be in. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Kind of codependent and kind of obsessive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is, I I will say too, that it is okay for someone to not be into you. Yeah. Just like it is okay for you not to be into someone else. And it's hard not to take it personally. Of course, we do take it personally when the feelings aren't reciprocated or equal, but it is okay. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's better to find out sooner than later Mm -hmm. and go ahead and make the cut and move on. When because... you find out, get out. <laughs> That's a new thing I just coined. I love that. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't prolong the inevitable and don't prolong your pain. Mm. Yeah. How about Mm-mm. lucky 13? The 13th social media red flag to watch for is they don't follow you and or don't let you follow them on their social media platforms. This is a very revealing red flag. Why, if we are in a committed relationship, do they not want to appear on your social media or choose to keep you off of theirs? That's a very good question to ask yourself. It's important to pay attention to, especially if they are active social media users. Are they intentionally keeping me a secret? And why would that be? Number 14 connects to something that we've talked about earlier, and that is they follow a lot of accounts with sexy content. So again, if if this aligns with your values, you know, more, more power to you. But if this goes against your values, this could be a sign of a sexual addiction. And finding out that your boyfriend or girlfriend follows sexy Instagram models might be harmless in terms of the... Well, I, I kind of got that from a, a site, you know, that they were like, they were trying to be, if you're both kind of into that, that may not harm your relationship. But it, it's, again, kind of coming back to how you feel about it. And does this cause me to feel insecure? Then 
that's when you need to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it. Is it affecting my self-esteem because he is following all this? Like, I just think about my husband does not have any, he doesn't follow anything like that. He doesn't have any voluptuous women following him on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's just not even a thing. But for a younger guy, if his girlfriend is secure with herself, she's not going to be bothered by that. But if Mm -hmm. she's insecure, she's going to be, why is this voluptuous person following you? Why do you need her to be a follower? Like, you know, it could just be a whole thing that you and I don't even think about. It doesn't even, it's not even a part of our world, you know, Mm -hmm. with the stage that we are in life. But the younger people have to cross these bridges Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. because they want to have a lot of followers and some of those followers are going to be sexy people. Mm Mm-hmm. And to have attractive people want to follow you is is validating and affirming. Yeah. Looking at it from a more middle-aged viewpoint, I would think if I were dating someone and they followed or were being followed by provocatively photographed people, I would start to wonder not about this person's popularity or value, but I would start wondering about their character. And what is this telling me about this man that likes to look at that? And it Mm kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. And I I know I come with baggage in this area. So that's probably why I feel so strongly about it. But, you know, what does it say about this man that publicly follows provocative women? And probably at this point in my life, they would be much younger women. So Mm -hmm. I think to me, it speaks about character. Absolutely. Something you should question is if it actually impacts your self-esteem as a result of this person following certain accounts or certain people. And what if you turn the tables on them and ask how they would feel if you followed a bunch of sexy guy or sexy girl accounts? How would they feel? And how does it make your relationship look to your family and friends? What message are you sending if one or both of you have these types of followers or you follow them. Kind of pay attention to that. Yeah, I just don't think you can overstate enough how important it is what your family and friends think. Again, this is the world out there now. And, you know, the world has shrunk because of social media. And for him or her to say, well, I don't care what they think. That's another red flag for you because you're putting yourself out there and that becomes a part of it. Mm hmm. That's right. If you don't want people to have an opinion about something, then don't put it on social media. (laughs) Right. And Mm -hmm. if you do put it on there and you don't care what your significant other thinks, that's very telling and Mm -hmm. revealing about your sensitivity toward them. And if you're with someone like that, I mean, is that what you want? It's devaluing. Mm -hmm. It really is. The 15th social media red flag to watch for is he wants to control what you post. He is constantly critical of how or what you post. This is controlling and manipulative and can erode your inner self. And this is a huge red flag. Number 16 is if a person wants to see your phone all the time, see your texts, see your apps, etc. He may even sneak onto your phone and take a look at what you've been doing on your phone. Maybe you feel like he doesn't trust you and you've never given him a reason not to trust you but you just have that feeling. This can actually be a very telling form of projection. So if they're looking at your phone to see if you're cheating, maybe they're actually the one doing the cheating. 
mm-hmm. the very least, it just shows a huge insecurity on their part and a lack of trust. And that's not a healthy relationship. Right. I think in a healthy relationship, you can ask each other about things like that and should be able to hear a calm, reasonable answer to your question. And yeah, I think if I found out my husband was checking my phone without even asking me first, that would be a huge violation of my privacy. Mm -hmm. Of the relationship. It would beg to ask the question, what's going on with him Mm -hmm. to to have the need to check. Right. And... You know, people say, well, I have my privacy. That is true, but it's deeper than that. You know, it, it's deeper. It It's a red flag of there's a lack of trust here. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be addressed, I think. Yeah. And I was going to say back in the olden days, well, even now, I don't like people to go dig through my purse. And I'm sure my husband would not like me to just go digging through his wallet. You know, that those are our personal items. I feel like our social media accounts are our personal items. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see something, ask me first. Mm-hmm. It shows respect. Yes. And then pay attention to what follows after the looking. You know, are they questioning mm-hmm. you, criticizing you? You know, what what would be the purpose of that? Yeah. I, it goes deeper than than just, okay, he's snooping. Yeah, there's some layers under there mm-hmm. that need to be examined. Mm-hmm. The 17th red flag to watch for, you get the sense that he is stalking you. He keeps tabs on your whereabouts throughout the day and questions you beyond what feels actually safe and healthy. You may feel like you've lost your freedom in the relationship. Number 18 is he is jealous of your followers and gets angry or insecure about your opposite sex followers. He may demand that you delete certain people or special posts from the past. And if these posts and followers are your friends and pose no threat to your relationship, you should really talk about that. He may be displaying some manipulation and control. It's important to maintain your sense of self when a new relationship is taking shape and be mindful if this person that you're embarking in a new relationship with wants you to erase anything from your past. Right. You hear of relationships where a couple is dating and the guy says, you've got to delete ex-boyfriend pictures. And I feel like if those pictures were special, you know, you went to the Eiffel Tower or climbed a big mountain together. In some ways, I feel like that's a little unfair to ask someone to do that. What do you think? I would say at the beginning of a relationship, it would be unfair because you're not committed. You're not Mm -hmm. engaged or getting married. But I think over time, it does go a long way in saying, I am committed to you mm-hmm. by, at the very least, taking the pictures down. I'm not saying you have to delete them because they're part of your life. You don't have to delete them from your camera roll. But yeah, I would say once you're officially dating and committed, as in, you know, engaged, committed, mm-hmm. I would say it needs to be all about your relationship and, and not anyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you you hit it. The key point is at the beginning, if they're being so manipulative and controlling to say, delete all of this, and you're not even a month into the relationship or even a couple months, that could be your red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a mark of possessiveness and oh, jealousy yeah. and insecurity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and control. Mm-hmm. 
So the 19th social media red flag to watch out for is when they post private details about your relationship, it's disrespectful and a huge red flag. Also along the same lines, if he insists that your relationship look like other people's relationships that he might see online or even in real life, but specifically online, we know that online relationships, they're polished and shiny and could be very realistic. And they might even differ from your own goals and values and what you envision your relationship to be. So be careful if someone is trying to hold you to an unfair standard or ask you to do something or be a certain way that seems unreasonable. And again, notice how it makes you feel. If you feel insecure or pressured to be who you are not, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Like you said, everything's so polished online and people have their pretty Facebook posts or Instagram posts. There was that Gabby Patino, I think her name was, Mm -hmm. and she and her boyfriend were traveling across the country and beautiful girl, beautiful couple. And everything was so perfect. And so many people were just so envious of her and, you know, were dreamed of having her life. And look what happened. He ended up murdering her. Not to say that everybody's going to become murder victims, but you got to be careful and look at it through the lens of people put their best out there. To feel pressured by your significant other to have a perfect life is unreasonable and unfair. Mm -hmm. Well, we have one more. What is our saving the best for last red flag? The 20th social media red flag to watch for is a big one. Beware of catfishers. So catfishing is a process of luring someone into a relationship by means of a fictional online persona often by stealing pictures and other details from somebody else, somebody else's social media sites. This is where you do not actually physically or visually ever really engage with each other. It's only in writing to each other through email, text, or direct message apps like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. The catfisher creates this fictional identity that will be appealing to their victim in order to gain special access. It is actually a form of cyberbullying because it eventually exploits, humiliates, embarrasses, and ultimately mentally harms the victim. One of the main reasons someone catfishes someone else is because the catfisher is insecure in their own life. And through the manipulation of their victim, they gain a feeling of confidence in the process. Most often, the catfisher has some form of mental illness like depression or anxiety, and they'd probably have narcissistic personality disorder. And by assuming another identity, it makes them feel more emboldened and confident than they do in their just lonely little life. And it gives them a self-esteem boost. But this is at the expense of others. It's not healthy self-esteem. Other reasons someone might catfish might be to experiment with the different sexual identity to get a sense of what it might be like to live life with the opposite sexual identity. Maybe they're sexually questioning that sort of thing. The catfisher may be seeking revenge on the victim. It may be someone from school or work and for some reason they want to seek revenge and they befriend them as this alter ego and then turn on them in order to embarrass them. Another possible reason is to harass or stalk the victim. Many times the catfisher will fabricate elaborate stories about their own or a loved one's illness 
and then all of a sudden need money to help pay for that or need money for a failing or a growing business or some other convincing story in order to attempt to get money from the victim. If you happen to find yourself in an online-only relationship with someone, it's important to ask yourself these questions. How many friends or followers do they have? If it's very few, this may be a red flag that this is a fictitious person. The smaller number of friends they have, the lower chance they will have of being discovered. Another question to ask yourself, do they refuse to video chat or talk on the phone with you? Have you actually heard this person's voice live? This is a huge red flag if you haven't. And you may find that they come up with excuse after elaborate excuse not to talk on the phone, like they're too busy, their phone broke, they're embarrassed about their voice, or they're embarrassed about their looks, or they say, oh no, I just have social anxiety. The third question to ask yourself is, are they refusing to meet in person? They make multiple promises, and you can make big plans to, you know, meet each other at the airport on a specific date, and every time that meeting falls short. And they have, again, multiple excuses that prevents y'all getting together and meeting. Another question is, do they future fake you? Do they promise a lavish life with you and promise to marry you and take you on trips? And over time, you just find that there's all these promises and none of them materialize. Do details about their life not add up? Are you starting to find that they're contradicting themselves? They seem to be lying or mix up their facts or have few and convoluted details about something they should know a lot about, and they don't. For instance, they went to a particular university or live in a particular city, and they mix up their facts or have very little information about something that you would think they would know a lot about. And another question is, after they have basically, quote unquote, hooked you through the love bombing stage, do they begin to start asking you for money? It's very important. Never send money to someone you have not met in person and fully vetted. And just a really great podcast if, if this topic interests you, a podcast that Lisa and I really enjoyed. I mean, it was scary and, and horrifying. It's called Sweet Bobby, and I think it is on most of the podcast carriers. We highly recommend this podcast if you are not familiar with the devastating impact that catfishing can have on a person. With social media being such a big part of everyone's lives, you know, I think that catfishing information is really, really important and scary and it happens. I think there was a show on maybe MTV actually called Catfishing or Catfish. Yeah. I never did watch it, but it was a whole show dedicated to it. So it's a very, a very real thing. Yes, it is. And there are several stories out there and, and it is a true phenomena that is out there. And I think it's really important. Again, you know, we want to help our audience get educated like we are getting educated. And if you're not aware of things, then you have a chance of falling victim to nefarious people. Mm -hmm. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to bring a few points home and some things we want to emphasize. That includes how important it is that you know what you need and what you value and what your goals are before you enter a relationship with anyone. It could be a friend or more than a friend type of relationship, but really knowing your values and what you're drawn to and repelled by is super, super important. And those things help you create boundaries for yourself and also on social media and with your partner. So just a few things to bring it home. Number one, Whatever concerns you have, you should be able to discuss freely and openly with your partner. 
If they are unwilling to change, this is a red flag and you may need to end the relationship. Ask yourself, does this feel right? Or even how does this feel? If this person is doing any of the listed red flags that we've discussed, there is a potential that this could be an unhealthy relationship. And please, please listen to and trust your gut. It is there for a reason. Number three, discuss it when we are designating quality time together. Let's put our phones away, computers away. And if you can't put the phone down or leave the computer to have quality time, there's a red flag. So discuss in advance kind of some relationship norms. When we go to dinner, we're not going to be on our phones. Or when we're watching a movie, we're not going to be on our phones. And it seems kind of silly that we would need to have those conversations. But silly or not, I think it's an important conversation to have. What you're both willing to put up with or what kind of relationship do you want to build? One that you're really focused on each other or one where you're focused on your phone. Number four. If you're in a committed relationship, there really is no need to be communicating with others of the opposite sex. And by this, we mean like DMing each other or scrolling and complimenting and commenting on other women's or men's posts. It's not beneficial to your relationship and it is a potential big red flag. Having said that, we don't have to be someone's babysitter with everything they do online and You also don't need to share everything that you do online, but if someone is actively hiding their social media activity from you, it is a definite red flag. Another red flag is refusing to follow or be followed by you, your friends, or your family. This is a sign that they don't want your people to see what they're up to. When we are forming a life together, it is natural and very important to grow relationships with each other and within each other's worlds. So be sure to ask yourself, what are they hiding? Listen to your family and friends if they voice concerns about what someone is posting. Do your friends and family notice odd or unusual posts and bring it to your attention? Do they notice strange or sexy sites that are being followed? It really is important to listen to what others who know and love you are saying about this person. Talk with a trusted family or friend about your concerns or consider getting an outside opinion as these things can be very illuminating. Having said that, consider talking to a therapist, again, which is another outside source, but someone who is specially trained in helping with toxic relationships and how to build healthy ones. These therapists can help you determine if you're in a relationship that's worth fighting for or if it would be more healthy to leave. And finally, don't stay in a relationship when there are too many red flags. It does not ever get better over time. It actually always gets worse. So recognizing social media red flags in relationships can be helpful in spotting potential relationship problems and help you decide what to do before they get worse and damage your mental health and your well-being. Mm, Very well said. You know, red flags are there for a reason, and they are the flashing signals or waving banners that give us insight into a relationship's direction further down the road. People who ignore red flags will inevitably regret it in the end. Looking back, you will realize all the signs were there from the beginning. Lisa, can you believe that we have officially completed 14 episodes of our podcast? (laughs) Wow. No, I really, I really cannot. Time has flown and 
Yeah, we just really appreciate our listeners and have really enjoyed sharing this first season with all of you. Oh, and look at how much we have learned ourselves. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, kind of selfishly, that's the fun part. It um, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, really fun, really enlightening. So we will be back in early January with season two. We are already preparing some really great content on narcissistic and toxic relationships. And we also have some wonderful guests lined up for next season. So true. I'm excited about starting season two in a few short weeks. We hope everyone has a very happy holiday season and a happy new year. Thank you so much for joining us today on Here's, Here's Your, Your Red, Red Flag. Flag. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. I flew up to Here's Your Red Flag was written, directed, and recorded by Tony and Lisa and edited by Tony. Our theme song is Butterfly Woke by Jairus. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thanks, y'all. You are